Double Take is an extension of the award-winning movie review show Cinema Classics, which airs Thursdays at 8.01 p.m. on WCBE 90.5 FM, Columbus, Ohio. Hosted by John DeSando, this podcast features additional content and discussion with guests. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Wayne the Killer Miller. <laughs> and this is Double Take. Well, we, we certainly have a lot of classic qualities in today's show. It's the the killer is the, the name of the movie. Yes. Not the killers of the flower moon. No. no. I mean, John, at both movies, I think, kill it. <laughs> they really do. They really do. And there are not many people who do know or immediately recognize the star, Michael yes. Fassbender. Yes. And I remember him uh, from Inglorious Bastards, oh. the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes. I think he played a German spy masquerading as a Nazi during World War uh, II in that film. And he's been in several others. And the guy is, uh, I think, a really, really good actor. Well, the title is The Killer. Yes. And the killer part of this is the director, who I think is one of the finest directors, contemporary directors, David yes. Fincher. Yes. And I, I, one of my favorite films, a very dark, disturbing movie, Seven. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about that at our Double Take podcast. Yes. And we'll talk again about Fassbender yes. at that time. Right now, though, we have the film in front of us that's in, it's in theaters now, but it will will be on Netflix on okay. the 10th. Yeah, I wonder, you know, because yeah. we saw it at the Gateway Film Center yeah. in a, like a, a little tiny theater that could hold oh, so less really? than 20 people, in, but very comfy chairs, oh, and I'm the... thinking, oh, uh, chairs too comfy while I fall asleep, uh, all contrary to me. <laughs> it was a film that kept your interest throughout. You talk about being on point. The title is exactly what it's about, an assassin. Yes. Yes, uh, a hired assassin, and I thought with very effective narration by the assassin. Yeah, in fact, he talks very little. Uh, what if he's not in the, the movie, jo- uh, the he job just or got not. this dead-eyed glare. You know, when he sits and talks with people, and particularly what I thought was a memorable, two memorable scenes in this movie. I'll remember the one with Tilda Swinton yeah. as the expert, because we never know the names of a lot of the people. We don't know his name. No. He's just a killer. Yeah. And, of course, as you said in your written review for WCBE, one of the running jokes, which I thought was hilarious, <laughs> yeah. was the number of aliases that he used <laughs> from TV or history, from Thomas yeah. Jefferson to Archie Bunker. Oh, I know, right? That's on his credit cards. They'll show the credit cards. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Like, I couldn't A Bunker. Archie <laughs> Bunker. Yes. There's an awful lot of very subtle humor in this believe me it's not a humorous (laughs) film but he has some great lines i remember with tilda swinton when she's facing his glock and his silencer yeah and uh, she says why he why he didn't just off her and he said well he needed some conversation yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh the other memorable scene that i liked and which also a bit of deadpan pan humor one of the best Fight scenes. You know, I always thought the fight scene that, uh, with Therese Theron in uh, Atomic Blonde was excellent. Yeah. This one's excellent, and it's rather dark because it takes place at night in an unlit room, and so you really had to pay attention. What a great fight scene is. He's looking around. For weapons, he grabs this uh, cheese grater or okay, whatever, so and he gives it this look. But I Another think one of the comic moments. They have almost like slides before each segment, and yeah. this one was called The Brute. 
Yeah. <laughs> Very appropriately. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, um, and I thought the one thing, too, and you effectively, and I thought the same thing uh, before I read your review for WCBE, other famous assassins and killers that we really, really like, and I think, keep talking about they're going to reboot the James Bond series after, of course, uh, Daniel Craig died in the last James yes, Bond. Yes, yeah. I think Fassbender, because he portrays a heartless killer as Bond was described in the books by Ian Fleming. You know, that's a good choice. Because he really earned his 007 license to kill. Fassbender would do an excellent job as another blondish Bond. The thing that distinguishes this from, say, John Wick... Mm Or even the equalizer Uh is the absolute precision with which he approaches his profession. Yes, yes. And and some have made the the comparison between him and Fincher. Himself is reputedly to be obsessive about details. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. (laughs) And, and of course, that's what gets the poor guy into trouble. A rather long uh, prologue to the movie as he's uh, going to assassinate it. Shoot from far away, like a sniper, a guy, and somebody jumps in front of the victim and gets shot. Did you notice, I I wondered if you had noticed, as he's looking out his window, very much like uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yes, 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 (laughs) rear window. Excellent. You know, I hadn't thought about that until you brought that up. But a great analogy is he's watching through a rear window. Did you notice down on the street, Tilda Swinton? No. She was walking by. And she's so distinguished looking that I, yes. the minute I saw it, and I knew she was wow. going to be in the film, yeah. but I don't think they make anything about it that she would be nearby somehow have to do with that. Yeah, because okay. she walks across the, she walks down the street just as, as he's watching, and, yes. and, and he blows it. Yes. Yeah, unlike yeah. him. Unlike, unlike him. him. He pulls the trigger just when this, uh, it seemed like um, the bad guy had, it was a ritzy apartment, and had uh, some henchmen, and this may have been, I don't know, uh, a actually, woman of the night or whatever. Yeah, it was a sex worker, yes. And uh, as he draws a bead, holds his breath, pulls the trigger, and the prostitute jumps, uh, it kind of gyrates or whatever in front of the victim yeah. and is shot and killed. Yeah. And, of course, uh, all these henchmen come in, and, and um, uh, the killer has to leave. But... Um, He's so precise, and I think that's what kind of sets it off, oh, the, I, the whole thing. of. Uh, here's the interesting thing about the film, John. He's a, such a heartless character, but he gets consumed with revenge and rage because uh, the major sin, even according to him, and, to get uh, emotionally see, involved. Yes, and like you said in your review, written review, that he has these little codas he lives yes, by. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like forbid empathy. Right, you know. don't improvise. Stay on the but, task. Anticipate, but never impor- right. improvise. You know, don't trust anyone. Right. Yeah. And so he's got this code that he repeats often throughout the movie. Yes. And sometimes in mid sentences, he's saying something. Something comes <laughs> up, and he's set upon, or some action uh, scene ensues. Yeah. So uh, I, I like the way the swiftness with which his employer. Yes. came back on him for blowing that job in Paris. He flies home to the Dominican Republic. He yes. has a hideaway there. Yes. And he comes back and he finds a bloody mess. And so they have already started, yep. it would seem. This is not capricious. This is, a, this is clear retribution on their part. 
Exactly. I, I've had some jobs where I felt like that. <laughs> I, I, I blew it, and there's a contract on my head. <laughs> and I, I, I love the fact that it's so contrary to what he believes. That is, the yep. minute he sees yep. that his girlfriend has yep. been brutalized, he's ready to participate with the Wicks and the Equalizer in revenge. Yes. <laughs> and they, well, the Wicks, but all, yeah, and the Equalizer, but <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, kind of interesting what you said about, uh, in your written review, about the, he doesn't have the cool as Kanye uh, Reeves, uh, the, John Wick, or the warmth, the, not, not even close to the warmth of Denzel Washington's yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, 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 right, yeah. or kind of the suave uh, professionalism or whatever of uh, the James, James Bond. Bond. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> the Killer, and another assassin movie, but not another assassin movie. I, I think it's distinguished from the rest because of David Fincher's imprint on it. Yes. His attention yeah. to detail and the fact that there's... Very little bloody business in it, except for that brute scene. Oh God! That you, oh, that, which yeah, I, was, I agree with you. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, it's almost scene. in silhouette. Very, yeah. very well done. Yes. There's a little blood. Yes, very little blood in uh, throughout the movie, really. But also, though, that when you see a little bit on the forehead of uh, Tilda Swinton, you know when. But anyhow, the one thing that really impressed me about my favorite Fincher film, Seven. Seven yeah. Yeah. That dark gray rain, it was like a day like today outside here in Columbus. It's uh, rainy and everything, but at the very end of Seven, when uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt are taking Kevin Spacey to someplace where he said that he'll reveal all about the murders that he committed, <laughs> it's bright sunshine, which really was a, in stark con- contrast to dismal rainy feel and dark feel you know some of the apartments that they uh, they went into and found that i'd like to to give you a couple of my favorite fincher films yes you've given your your seven more recently than that mank yes yeah, a completely yeah, different Mankowitz. kind of yeah. film yeah yeah uh, kind of a biopic yeah of, yeah uh, the a, uh, producer a screenwriter yep girl with the dragon tattoo yes wow uh, they um kind of americanized uh, version with Daniel Craig. Yes, 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 and and I mean, it just these are all so different to me. Yes, he, he feels like Michael Curtis. Directors that can take almost anything. Uh, let me give you another one that you might have forgotten about that I really like: Panic Room. Oh, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster and a very young Kristen Stewart played her daughter. Oh, that's very right. good. Yeah, but also let me add one, John. Gone, Gone Girl. Girl. Yes. Yes. Ben Affleck. With, yes. Oh yeah, and there's a, a great one. adaptation because yes. I had read the novel before the uh, the movie. A classic, a true classic. Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> well, you know the th- thing about Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, he does well with uh, great actors yes. yep. and stuff like that. The Zodiac, Zodiac. Oh yes, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yes. So he and he likes these crimes. intense guys. Yes, <laughs> uh, and true crime, and once again a very uh, good adaptation <laughs> of, of of the book that was written about and, the true and, crime. And, and let me throw out another. This Fincher is just a fantastic director. Another memorable classic, Social Network. Yeah. I mean, really? Yes. Okay. Doing a very yes. fine job about yeah, something uh, that has profoundly uh, affected Facebook, all of our lives. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, uh, Meta. Yeah. You're, you're such a good oh, yeah. bud. You'll put up with this. I'm going to give you one more okay, that yes, I think yes. is really odd, but again, showing what 
range this director, David Fincher, has. Yeah. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, God. Isn't uh, that... Aging Backwards? Yes. That was the one, Isn't yeah, that... with uh, um, Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. That's a different one. You know, but he could do a number of different type of movies. What would be interesting to see him direct with Fassbender playing James Bond? Yes. He would add yep. something to it that bring it back to the more dark roots that Fleming had intended with the book. And you're, you're so right, because one of the reviewers, whom I respect... <laughs> had said, she had ended her review by saying, this will tell you, the killer will tell you what, if David Fincher did James Bond. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, Bond. I did. Re- yes. <laughs> that yeah. Okay, John, let me throw out there because um, you, uh, and I'm going to bring it home to you, why you probably like this movie so okay. much. He would have made one of uh, the uh, Magnificent Seven. I was talking about you know, trying to think about assassins, killers. Oh well, yeah, in, you're right. Yeah, there uh, you go. Movie history. Oh, very good. First choice. one that popped to my mind. Very good. Was Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, and company. Very good. In the Magnificent Seven. Talk about cool. Yes, cool, laid back, hired guns. Uh, yes, and some of them rather emotionless. Yes. Until uh, and I think particularly the Charles Bronson character in that movie, that. He was a killer, but he kind of sacrificed his life for these like little Mexican kids. And the only vulnerable one of the seven was played by Horace Buckles. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was the he kid was too young. Yeah, he was. But, but the one with uh, probably, and I always kind of thought about who uh, two guys who could have who weren't really played killers in movies, but they were kind of like 007s, and that was Robert Vaughn and David McCallum. Yes, and. Uh, Man from Uncle, you know that type of thing. Because yeah. you're always kind of left with, you know, because they were kind of a, a James Bond light, you know, type of yeah, uh, and- uh, TV series, you know, coming out on the coattails of the Connery Bond movies. And talking about another Magnificent Seven, one of the iconic assassins is Charles Bronson. Yes. Who made a very lucrative career yes, out of playing a revenge yes. guy? Well done, very good thinking. <laughs> yes, uh, there was a series of movies, and the first one was uh, really disturbing with Bronson. Oh yes, yeah, yes, uh, yes, revenge. yes, yes, uh, yes. You, you hit on the key element here, the element of humor, where yeah. Fincher brings it in is very low key, almost unrecognizable. The others are more obviously tongue in cheek. Yes. And even Wait. James Bond. Oh, yes. And that's why I think he could still add the humor but not sacrifice some of the uh, dark qualities yeah. you know, of, of the Bond novels. All right, let's, let's look at Fassbender. Yes, okay. I, I had mentioned Inglorious Bastard. Yes. Uh, a small role in that one. And, uh, John, I think in real life he's married to one of our favorite uh, young, I think, uh, Swedish actresses, uh, Vikander. Oh, uh, is he? Vikander, yes. Okay. I, I believe yeah. that they make a, a killer couple, basically, in a movie, since she did such a great job in Ex uh, Matina. In talking about Fessbender, uh, certainly one of his intense movies, very much like Killer, is a movie called Shame. Okay. Did you ever see that? No, I did not. He plays but- a sexually... Hyper. Yes. Uh, a loner. Kind of a predator. Yes, that, uh, very he definitely. He takes up with 
some young boy he's tutoring or something like well, that? Well, he's, he's just, it's almost unwatchable. He's so intense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which he is in this. Yeah. John, I w- really was looking at his face in close-up scenes of him to try to catch him blink. Yeah. Occasionally he did, uh, particularly when he was talking with uh, Tilda Swinton, and occasionally, I mean, he just had this dead-eyed <laughs> good. glare. I'll tell you. But, but then he kind of would look down a little bit like he was in thought. Oh, you're so right. If you watch him, he has a film actor's reactions, barely perceptible, except in the close-up. Yes. He can move his eye or his cheek or whatever. That's what's so good about yeah. him. He's ice cold. There is emotion yeah. that makes him a great film yeah. actor. Yeah. Early on in Paris there or whatever, and he had this recognizable hat that he wore throughout yes. the movie. But he started wearing it there in Paris to pass himself off as a German tourist because the French hate the Germans. <laughs> and they, they never talked to him. And they, they did, so he didn't have to worry about uh, <laughs> idle chit-chat. I know, do love people. it. And in that case, he's the opposite of Bond because he dresses down yes. to fade into the crowd. Yes, And Bond, never, Bond was always sartorially magnificent. Yes, exactly. Here's one you might have forgotten. Yeah. And I think the intensity follows here. He plays Steve Jobs. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, Isn't course, that amazing? Because yes. I always think there was somebody, uh, there was another movie, Jobs, uh, about uh, the Jobs character was uh-huh. in, played by another actor. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, he could kind of pull off because, it, now, this makes, this once again, as we always talk about uh, uh, characters and maybe their psychological or mental makeup or whatever, that probably the killer, kind of like who I believe Jobs and also Elon Musk, they're on the spectrum. <laughs> yes. You know, that they're so intense, yes. so precise in what they want to yes, do that um, they may have been diagnosed as having uh, Asperger's as children. One of the more famous movies that he's in, because he's really been in a lot of movies that aren't famous at yeah. all, uh-huh. uh, is 12 Years a Slave. Okay. And didn't he yes. play the slave owner? I believe so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. That he played, um, and I always get that kind of f- confused with Django Unchained or whatever. Oh, yeah, with DiCaprio. Yeah. Talk about another killer. And I don't remember his exact roles, but he was in more than one X-Men. Yes, the prequels. Yeah. And I believed he played, um, he, because uh, uh the two older guys in the X-Men movies, you know, one, of course, played by Patrick Stewart and the other one by Ian McKellen. And I'm trying to think if he played the Ian McKellen uh, early role yeah, as a I young man. Yeah. Uh, my, my final contribution <laughs> okay. is one that I don't think I even saw, but the title reminds me of the movie that we're talking about now, and it's called Assassin's Creed. Oh, he was in that. <laughs> yeah. I'll yep. be darned. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we have some we have some famous people, and we uh, we are out of time. All right, once again, and here we go. Yes, uh, but we really had three good things to talk about. Yeah, a great film, one that at least you and I agree that's yes. going to pass by a lot of people today. Yeah, The Killer, and about David Fincher, yes, acclaimed director, not as well known as others, but a terrific one, and Michael Fassbender, who is just not known enough but yeah. seems to me to be very happy with his low profile. Yes. Uh, one of those consummate British uh, actors, in a way, as far as it's more about the craft. Yes, yes. All right, so Wayne Miller, the yeah. movie is The Killer. Yeah. What do you advise our audience? I uh, Definitely. This is one, don't take kids. 
but a discerning adults would really, really like it, and I recommend it. There, there are teenagers who would like this. Yes. It, it, lacks, yeah, it lacks blood. Yes. And it, it has a devotion to precision yes. that I think they might appreciate. Yep. Especially those on the spectrum. Ha <laughs> ha!